0: Yeah, uh, see, I was going to say, I said that I wasn't going to say all right every time I do a podcast, so ha, didn't do it that time, nice try. Uh, All right, (laughs) see, that's the only word I know.
1: That was way way better. That's all I know. Glad you did it that way instead.
0: Yeah, um, the Sweet 16 is over, apparently uh after a very very good thursday of games now friday night left a little bit to be desired i know princeton made a couple runs here and there but um what what was the game before i don't remember oh yeah alabama yeah well the miami houston game turned out to be a uh whoo embarrassing yeah Yeah. which is probably one of the more surprising results given how ugly it was uh because i definitely envisioned a scenario i think i talked about it a couple times you know, before the tournament where Alabama couldn't shoot and lost a game. And that was pretty much what happened to them last night. They couldn't shoot. San Diego State could, which is weird, but
1: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't wasn't Barn Bernie type shooting by either side. Uh a lot of bricks. But yeah, Alabama was embarrassingly embarrassingly bad. Uh
0: three for twenty seven.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> three. I saw somebody say – I saw somebody tweet that there was no correlation between three-point shooting and winning in the tournament this year. And I find that hard to believe. I mean, the teams that have lo- that lost all shot like under 30%, and the teams that won have shot over 35%. So. Well, I
0: think it's a huge difference when you shoot 11% and miss 24. It's <laughs> a huge difference. That is a tough, tough way for Brandon Miller to go out. Yeah. Uh, especially
1: Just, when you're yeah when your NBA draft uh top three guy go i think he shot nineteen percent three for
0: nineteen from the field in this game, yeah, nine points eleven rebounds six turnovers three assists one block one steal had two fouls early yeah. brought him back in,
1: looked like he got his third they called they it they on call that on him yeah that was that was weird
0: it was it was a little sketchy i would say yeah. um but this is tough because Nate Oates now, last season's team, I don't blame him for not getting out of the first round. Quinterly went down in that game against Notre Dame last year. Year before that, they ran into a UCLA team in the uh, second round that, I mean, look, the UCLA team got to the Final Four. It's actually the Sweet 16, but uh, that UCLA team got to the Final Four. This team, you got to go further. I, I, You know, you're playing – San Diego State's good. They're old. They're experienced. One of the reasons why everybody loves San Diego State coming into the season is because they got Bradley back, because they got Butler back, because they got Minsa back. So that's the reason that people like this team so much. But you can't – Alabama's got to win this game. Um, and they were up nine with 11 to go. San Diego
1: just, State just seemed stronger is what – I mean, Physi- they, they seem more physical in this game. And it, I think it disrupted Alabama.
0: Alabama doesn't have a lot of experience. Yes. Yeah. Um, given the fact that you have Betty Ako' a sophomore, Clowney and Miller are freshmen. Sears is a junior, but he came from Ohio. Quinterly is a senior who played in the tournament the last two years before this, but tore his ACL last season in the tournament. Namari Burnett, who played seven minutes, has been hurt a ton. Um, and he was just, I don't even know if he's played, I don't think he's played in the tournament. Maybe he did for Texas Tech, but Nick Pringle missed last season, played at Wofford before that. Noah Gurley played at Furman for a couple of years before the last two years at Alabama. So he doesn't have a ton of tournament experience. Uh, and that's not to say that that's an excuse. It's just sometimes you can see it. And I think we saw it in certain spots where they were, I mean, they they fouled 22 times. They turned the ball over 14 times, which isn't, 14 turnovers, not that bad, Uh, but they also got 52 rebounds. So I don't, I just, one of those games, they couldn't make any, they couldn't buy a shot. This Alabama team wasn't the most efficient three-point shooting team, but they made a lot of them. Uh, They were 198th in the country this season in three-point percentage, but at some point they weren't going to be able to shoot well, and three for 27, that's all you need to know.
1: Yeah, it kind of shows you how bad the shooting was on both ends when, Rebounding's fifty-two to forty-eight.
0: Yep. <laughs> and the final score was only 71-64, which is not, yeah. you know, exactly the <laughs> high, high scoring game. You look at the first two games for, for Alabama in the tournament.
1: Bad for both teams. So
0: Alabama could kind of overwhelm their previous opponents with their athleticism and length on the defensive end. They were only six for twenty-one from three against Maryland. So that's not that great either. That's twenty-eight percent. But they made a lot of free throws in that game. They ha- had some production with twos, and they held Maryland to 19 field goals and one for eight from three. So that was a big factor there. And I don't think anybody took into account that Darian Trammell would score Trammell or Trammell, whatever. I think I know I know a baseball player named Trammell was spelled that way. Trammell. Wasn't listening to the broadcast last night. Wouldn't know how it's pronounced. Wouldn't okay. care. But 21 points on nine field goals. He hasn't scored. He scored 21 points three times this season before that, but the opponents were BYU. Okay. Arizona. That's good. Okay. But much, uh, you know, less efficient that game is one for seven for three. And then the other one was UNLV. So
1: yeah. And he kind of need to the thigh early and kind of wondered if he'd come back and they came back and basically offensively that carried San Diego state through this game. Yeah.
0: And he was playing at Seattle the last two seasons. So he's not a guy who's been here before. And also, I find it weird that he scored 21 points four times this season. Never twenty-two, never twenty-three. It's always twenty-one. <laughs> 21. Interesting. Magic number. Yeah, but I think this Creighton San Diego State matchup will be fascinating because I I don't I think Creighton's a better team, but I mean they played in the tournament last season and San Diego State blew a lead late in the first round. They're going to want a little revenge for that. Yeah. Yeah. Now we go to the Creighton-Princeton game. 86-75, Creighton gets it done. Uh, I didn't think this one was really ever in doubt. I mean, I know it got a little hairy here and there, but uh, Princeton had 50 points between two guys, Langboard and my good friend Tosan. Yeah. Evbu so I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so I wanted to try it, but I just did. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Princeton played pretty well overall. I mean, on the offensive end, 75 points, 21 for 44 from two, nine for 21 from three, which is 43%. Uh, struggled a bit on the glass, five
1: offensive rebounds, not great. Yeah, that's and that's what carried them through their last victory over Missouri. Um, yeah,
0: it's because Missouri didn't even try to rebound. Yeah,
1: it, it seemed like print, when Princeton got down, they just the, the shots wouldn't fall when they needed them to. Uh, had some open looks at threes. Classic 15 seed, though. That's when they started missing.
0: So it yeah. usually happens to those higher seeds.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Baylor Shireman had nine rebounds in this game. That helps when you can win a game and Culpepper only has five boards. Yeah, pretty good.
1: And when Shireman's bank- banking in threes, Creighton's going to be tough to beat.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I. I would not be surprised at all to see this team playing in a national championship. However, I would be absolutely floored if the national champion came from the left side of the bracket. I don't think there's any way that happens, but this tournament's dumb. So I guess you never really know. (laughs) Um, But I feel like I'm trying to think of like the last national championship game where you were like, this is kind of weird matchup wise. I've, Probably say Yukon <laughs> Butler. Butler, yeah. Yukon Butler, probably the one because... Yeah, back in... When was
1: that? 2012? Yeah, that sounds right. Somewhere yeah. around there. No, I think 2012 was Kentucky. Maybe 2010, 2011. I'm going to say it was like 13, 13 years ago. 12 years ago. 10 years ago.
0: Let's look here, shall we? Okay.
1: Are Are we looking? Is that what we're doing?
0: yeah uh twenty ten was duke butler and twenty eleven was yukon butler yeah this would be this this would be the newer generations if it's like creighton Yukon would be the newer generations uh yukon butler which i mean hey it'd be funny i mean even creighton Miami would be weird as hell um but who knows i mean hey hey maybe f a u makes national championship game
1: yeah they got a chance, uh neither Fonz nor Billis had someone from the left side of their bracket in their top four to win it all. yeah, I just
0: don't think that mm-hmm. it's gonna happen. The right side is so much better, yeah, it's not even close the gap is
1: astronomical. Yeah, it would have been interesting if Texas would have lost and not have any one or two seeds in,
0: yeah, but texas Texas did the unthinkable in this tournament, which is play like your seed, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, you're exactly right. And people were saying uh, worst one seeds ever because they're out right now. Um, but again, there's one, two seed. So who would you put on the one line instead? Maybe Texas did deserve a one. but I don't think
0: that's the argument. I just think it's that these one seeds were pretty weak overall.
1: Yeah, maybe the NIL doesn't mean as much as people think it does.
0: Well, it, it doesn't have the effect that people thought it would. wear. it makes the rich richer. It doesn't. Yeah. That's not the that's not the case. When you right. see a team like Miami, he's like, eh, we got the cash. Let's go throw eight hundred thousand or whatever they threw at Nigel <laughs> Pack, and yeah. then okay, all right, it's working.
1: They did the same thing on the girls' side too, and they're with the little, yeah yeah the twins. Yeah. So,
0: but I mean, hey, you know, it works. Yep. Somebody tell Josh Whitman to wake the hell up. Uh, <laughs> Spend that money. Yeah, so I think Rodney Terry, aka Gus Fring, a lot of a lot of national attention now on him trying to get the job.
1: I don't see it happening.
0: If they win a national championship, I, I don't think,
1: think it, I don't think it does. If so, this is the this is the storyline that nobody's talking about. If they win a national championship, what's the what are we going to say about Beard?
0: We're going to say that Beard built a. Well, here's the thing, okay. <laughs> I think if Rodney Terry gets the job and then does a good job for like a decade, then we won't even think about Beard. But if he does a bad job, we're like, oh, he won with Beard's guys. Just like how we say Kevin Ollie won with Calhoun's guys Yeah. at UConn. Right. So.
1: But has it ever happened mid-season like that?
0: I don't think so. It happens in like every other sport. Every other sport, there's always a year where, oh, coach gets fired, you win a championship. <laughs> uh, the Blues did that.
1: Yeah. So okay. there you go. Uh, Zach says, "What's nuts is everyone thought one seeds were leaps and bounds better than the rest of the field." Yeah, I, I, I would say I was in that boat. I last night, even when the game was, you know, eight to five or something, I'm like, I don't see anybody beating Alabama, and then they end up getting beat. So I feel like,
0: based on my bracket, though, I think that I treated the twos and threes a little bit more favorably than others did. Yeah, except for Marquette, I thought Arizona would go far. Have Gonzaga going far. they are three had Texas going to the elite eight. Um, But overall, I think that that's kind of what I don't think that I don't think the tournaments. I think everything will calm back down about two years from now, because you got to think about the COVID year and all these old teams, like that are mid major teams that are really old and that can hang with like like Furman can hang with Virginia they couldn't really hang with SDSU but that was just a matchup issue but um I think in 2026 it'll be a little bit more normal in the sense that we'll probably see a Duke or North Carolina you gotta remember last year the final four was uh, Villanova North Carolina Duke Kansas that was the final four last year right And that is the complete opposite to what we're going to see this year.
1: Yep. Blue Blood City.
0: People need to think about that. I almost said Houston, but they were in the Final Four two years ago. The year before that, the Final Four was Gonzaga, Baylor, UCLA, Houston. Four more brands. Right there. Right in your face. So, I mean, it's going to be random this season. And the least random it can get is probably the the final four that I'm picking is the least amount of random. Yours is probably the second least amount of random. Yeah. And the next scenario is like, okay, what are we going to see? FAU play San Diego State in a final four game? Yeah. Or we're going to see UConn and Miami? I mean, what a bizarre time. Anyway, this could have been Illinois, but Brandon decided that he sucks at coaching. Uh, All right. So you had Kansas State and FAU advance. Just discussing their games a little bit here. Uh, Kansas State, obviously, the Marquise Noel game, overtime winner uh, against Michigan State. Shout-out to Michigan State. I had them go to the Final Four. Gave it a good run for me. I thought they played really well in this game. They uh, they shot the ball about as well as they can. I mean, you you look at the numbers, you get 25 from Hogart, 18 from Hauser. You get 16 from Walker. You get 14 from Aikens, 13 from Hall. That's about as well as those guys are going to play together all at once mm-hmm. they shot 52 percent from three yeah. yeah just uh couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't slow down tangs attack
1: yeah this this was like the opposite of that alabama san diego state game where both teams were just throwing haymakers at each other um i think that i i think that this game was better than the ucla gonzaga game and everybody else i think after the UCLA Gonzaga game forgot about how good this game was. So
0: I think I agree with that. But, but the UCLA Gonzaga game was like, whoa, every time these two play in the tournament, it's really something.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Even though hang on a sec, let me check my stats here. I got a stat on one of their other games that was a flopper.
1: Michigan State was definitely uh Illinois that last possession. Didn't get a shot off. Uh, everybody's mad because Joey Hauser didn't take that three. I think if he took that three, that thing was getting sent across the court, though. So uh head fake into a shot probably would have been good. Instead Stats. of head fake into passing.
0: Uh, Gonzaga 2015, Gonzaga UCLA 2015, sweet 16, 74, 62 Gonzaga. So that one wasn't really a classic. But this the other three were. I can't believe UCLA had a lead with 10 seconds left or 12 seconds left. (laughs) Yeah. That was the dumbest part about that game.
1: Yeah.
0: But Marquis Noel, 20 points, 19 assists. I know there's a prisoner of the moment thing when we see a guy do this much, and you're like, whoa, this is like the best performance ever by a point guard in a tournament. It's certainly up there given the circumstances. You have a team that's a three seed. It's not like they're a two or a one. not like they're a blue blood. It's not like they were expected to be here, which they weren't. You have a point guard who – I'm not going to shame his height, but he is smaller than most of the other players in the court. Much. Uh, And you have, I guess, like the Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers type player because he just absolutely wheels and deals the basketball all over the place, not even looking. Yep. So I guess that's how – I didn't want to say just Mahomes because everyone always does that, and I'm going to add my former quarterback to that mix as well. Uh, anyway, Keontae Johnson at 22 had the nice reverse dunk, which – where not you at on the uh, – was that a set play? Not a set play, <laughs> the fake arguing.
1: I, I thought it was a set play. Apparently somebody interviewed Tang, and Tang said no.
0: He's pack- just
1: throwing he us was- off the scent. Yeah, he said no. Noel wanted to run this, I wanted to run that, which oh. which I think is crazy because, like, that conversation during a game in that particular moment seems extreme <laughs> to me. Well,
0: we don't see that because our coach just sits there and bitches and, yeah. and moans the whole game.
1: Yeah, uh, I think the players ended up saying something about how if we tell you it was, then the next team will know or something. It's true, like that, so. Uh, they also ran an
0: alley-oop to start the game. Yeah.
1: I I don't know if it was a set play, but I think that I think that those two guys are just smart enough to to understand what's going on. Um I I think that that might have been a legit ar- argument between Noel and Tang, but Noel and Johnson apparently are on a different level than everybody else. So,
0: I'll say this, I think Kansas State right now is the highest IQ team left. And I think that they are the most well-coached team left in the tournament Yeah, because they were running like that. Like Michigan state could not guard any of the cutters. They couldn't guard anything that Kansas state was trying to do. And Kansas state just had their way with them. And I think it shows that Jerome tank probably should be a coach at a much bigger place soon. Uh, No offense to Kansas state, but. I
1: mean to Illinois.
0: Well, I don't know if that's much bigger place. Uh, I would <laughs> say uh the team that is uh in the Midwest region right now playing could be a good fit. But anyway, yeah, I mean this team I don't know if I think America's probably going to be behind them if they get to the final 4. I think so. So, they're the team love... that's captivated the 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 country.
1: I would love a drone drum paying uh jim laranaga dance off though you see laranaga's dance moves yesterday or the day before? was that like yesterday i did
0: not see it uh, but I, I definitely
1: need a dance off i'll try to find that for you
0: just yeah. got to think of uh just got to think of uh huh <laughs> what jim bayheim would look like dancing i don't know uh whatever uh Florida Atlantic beat Tennessee.
1: I didn't see it. I'm pretty sure Ant Wright shared it.
0: Well, I wasn't on Twitter that much after the games last night. Nice
1: try. Heck of a try was, by you. Ant Wright was uh, mad because they cut it off before his finale, I think.
0: So. Uh, Florida Atlantic beat Tennessee 62-55. John L. Davis had 15.6 boards. A uh, couple of the players contributed – I mean, this was a very, very Tennessee like score. This is by what the score this is by the type of score that Tennessee wants. But it's kind of weird to me how uh Florida Atlantic started season one and one. They lost to Ole Miss by thirteen. And since then they are now thirty three and two since then. Which I since then twice. Since then four times I just said it.
1: Since then.
0: uh They've never – they. I said this before the tournament, I believe. They'd never had – they'd had one season before this of 20 wins. They won 20 games about 10 years ago, didn't even make the tournament. Now they have 34. So we'll see if they can keep it rolling. I am afraid to say that they're probably going to get destroyed today, but I've seen weirder things happen, I guess. Uh, But Dusty May should probably be a high major coach soon, so – that's kind of where I'd sit on it. Um, let's go bottom left here, Of or I just did bottom left. Let's go top left, San Diego State and Creighton advancing in the south. We already touched on San Diego State-Alabama game. We already touched on Creighton's game a little bit, but we'll uh, talk about their matchup here in a moment. Uh, now we'll shift over top right, Miami and Texas. Uh, Miami, guard play, absolutely overwhelmed. Houston in certain spots, uh, 89-75 the final. Miami scored 42 in the first half. Uh, Is that yeah? That's the right math. Nailed it. And then Miami had 70 points with 10 minutes to go, so they weren't messing around. They got 26 from Pack, 20 from Wong, 13 from Miller. Omir had 12 and 13. My good friend Wuga Poplar had 11. So yeah, putting up 89
1: against Houston's impressive.
0: Right. When was the last time Houston let a guy shoot 7 for 10 from 3 against them? Maybe never under Sounds Calvin right. Sampson? I mean, right. 7 for 10, my God. It's just like Miami's guards, Wong and Pack. Every time they shoot, you're like, that's in.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Every time. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, I don't... I'm trying to see. The most they gave up this year was 75 to Memphis out to shoot. So...
0: Yeah, they got they uh, got yeah, uh season.
1: I would have been in the tournament, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and they you know, team. I
0: mean, they give up 64 to Auburn. That's a lot of points to give up to Auburn, let me tell you.
1: Yeah, uh here. Here, I got this for you. You got to Let me Can I share my screen or does that mess up your thing? I don't know. Okay. I don't think it would. If it does then
0: this thing's a waste.
1: <laughs> uh this one, I think. There you go. I don't know if the audio is shared or not, but I hope it's not. Ready? Yep. Not watching. You ready? And it, and it didn't work, <laughs> and it got beat down. But I actually, oh, my goodness. Work it out, Coach Laranega. Work hey, out. he's working
0: oh, it now. Work it well out. Now. He's work, doing it out. <laughs> work it out, Coach Laranega. <laughs> Man, please, so I can't mean to okay, dance. I can't unsee that. Oh, he's better than you. He's much better than you. <laughs> Chuck, I've seen you dance and I've seen Coach Larry dance. First all, dancing with the stars. Well, neither gets, one of us should be he, 10. 10. he, gets, he gets 9.5, 9. you get like a seven. And it, I it cut is-
1: it off right before the finale. We're gonna get sued by
0: Turner uh, anyway. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, Tang would would dust that old man. <laughs> uh so yeah. Uh, Yeah, Miami gets it done, and Marcus Sasser was four for 12 from the field. Jeraise Walker was four for 16. Love how he said right away, yeah, I'm declaring for the draft. I mean, let it breathe a little bit. We all know <laughs> you're gonna Just maybe give it a week. but That's all right. Uh, Overall, though, some of these numbers, I wouldn't think that Houston would lose this game, but they did. They shot 31 threes, which I feel like maybe, yeah, too much. Cool cuz you look at their other losses this season. Alabama scored 71 against them. Temple scored 56. Like you said, Memphis scored 75. Yeah. They held their first two opponents in the uh conference tournament to under 50 points. And uh then they just get they run into uh On Brand Jim Bayheim, the the better coach between the two right now. No doubt. Of course bayheim has gone, thank God. Uh, And then the other game was Texas and Xavier. This was a blowout. Texas controlled start to finish, 83-71. Texas 42. uh, They had a 42-25 lead at the half. Come out in the first 10 minutes of the second half, put up 25 more. Just a uh, dominant performance. Uh, Dylan DeSue did go down for them. So I don't know what kind of a factor that will play. They did get 24 minutes out of Christian Bishop. Little Christian Bishop revenge game, Creighton, Texas, National Championship, anybody? Uh, Tyrese Hunter had 19, shot three for three from three. Marcus Carr had 18. He was uh, seven for 15, seven for 16 for the field. And uh, Bishop, like I said, had a good game, 18 points, nine boards. I don't even know if he's played 24 minutes the entire season. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's okay. I just never see him out there when I'm watching Texas. I don't know why. Just not paying enough attention, and then uh, the best, the best six man in America, Sergio Barry Rice had sixteen. So Texas seven for twelve from three. I don't. I Texas if they're playing like this, it's going to be hard to, uh, especially when their five star freshman is only playing eleven minutes and had zero points.
1: Yeah, if I mean if they continue to play like this, we'll see. You never I think,
0: know. I think I uh, think Dylan Mitchell has been kicked out of the rotation pretty much. I mean, he hasn't played. More than 15 minutes since February 6th. So, well, I mean, he's out there for defense mainly. But see ya. Uh, yeah, Texas. I mean, Xavier, they weren't that bad. Defensively, they just couldn't get a stop, which isn't really surprising if you watch the Xavier team. And if you watch the Big East, like all year, The Big East is not a conference with the greatest defenses. I mean, UConn is kind of the exception. But you look at Xavier, defensively they were 65th. You look at uh, Marquette; they were 43rd. Creighton was 14th. They were one of the, the exceptions, obviously. UConn 13th, but Texas uh, kind of this was kind of a Xavier-style game, but Texas is still capable of scoring that many points just because of how much firepower they have in the backcourt. And this is this Miami-Texas game is a game of backcourts, uh, both backcourts, yeah. elite. I think Miami is a little bit better in terms of, I need a shot to be made, but who knows? What do I know? I don't know, ball.
1: That's true. Your thoughts. You don't know ball. That's my thoughts.
0: No thoughts on Sean Miller and Xavier. and.
1: Um, yeah. I'm I, uh, kind of disappointed with Xavier's performance here. Uh, I thought that they were going to do something. Um. They apparently weren't as good as you kept talking them up all year.
0: So oh, my like God. They got to the Sweet 16. I mean, is that not an accomplishment? Nope. Well, then your program hasn't accomplished anything in the last 18 years. Um, all right. UConn and Gonzaga advance. UConn just beat the brakes off of Arkansas. That was – UConn has a uh, an elite point differential through three games in this tournament. If I could just do the quick math for everybody real quick here. Yeah, sure. Uh, So through two games, we're at 39. 39 plus 23 is 52, right? Is that right? Yeah. 62. Got to be 62. Damn it. (laughs) Yeah, that's – yeah. So plus 62 in three games. I don't think anybody's been better than that. Yeah. And I don't know if I've ever been more excited for an Elite Eight game than I am for UConn-Gonzaga.
1: Do you think it's UConn gonna be great. wins by like forty?
0: I don't think Gonzaga is capable of losing by forty.
1: <laughs> I don't know. UConn looks good. They yeah, they me. do,
0: and they have the matchups to to neutralize Timmy because Sonogo is huge and Klingon is
1: like eight foot three. Yeah, they call a few travels this game too. Timmy's in trouble. he
0: did travel big time on that play that uh, the video had, that I he saw. He
1: had two um, that were pretty blatant.
0: Well, the Ant Wright tweet where he said he did the Cupid Shuffle was a, yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. a lot of steps. Yeah, uh, but yeah, UConn looks like a juggernaut, but this tournament means that you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, and sure. Gonzaga could come out and actually play defense, but I wouldn't hold my breath. Gonzaga Gonzaga's become like the classic. Terrible in the first half and then they just completely hey, t- turn it on in the second correct half. Correct there. Yeah.
1: Um I'd like to see their first half points to their second half points in these games. That's
0: we can do it right now. Thirty three forty
1: six UCLA game.
0: It was uh forty to thirty six in the Grand Canyon game, which is not great if we you're playing Grand Canyon. And yeah. TCU it was uh 33 They were down five. Yeah
1: and then mm, they scored 51 the 51 second. yeah <laughs> yeah so
0: but however i mean they only scored 46 in the second half against uh, UCLA That's not that impressive that's pretty low <laughs> the, they were plus 16 in the second half against UCLA uh they were uh they were plus 8 in the second half against TCU and then against Grand Canyon they were plus uh 8 so 42 points in the second half against Grand Canyon and UConn, they've been a team that's been able to dominate both halves, except for the Iona game. Let's keep that in mind, folks. The Iona game, UConn was down at the half by a couple points. Uh, St. Mary's, UConn was only up one in the at the end of the uh, half, and then they outscored 39-25 in the second half. Arkansas game, they were up uh, a lot, seventeen at the half, yeah, and then outscored them uh six math is very hard on the fly people don't think about that very often all right uh let's see elite eight game previews of the games tonight we got a terrible game to start (laughs) it's a joke uh florida atlantic kansas state who would have thought we'd be here huh who would have thought (laughs) Who would have yeah. thought we'd be sitting there being like, hey, Jerome Tang, Dusty May. Interesting.
1: I, that's what I thought the whole time.
0: I'm sure, yeah, no doubt. Um, but, yeah, Madison Square Garden, uh, as they'll as most of the people there will, will say. <laughs> Just um, like that. Madison Square Garden, 5.09 p.m. Standard Eastern. Nope. Damn Central. it. Central. 509 Central Time, TBS. <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, Ken Palm says Florida Atlantic's better
1: overall. What does Ken Palm know?
0: A little more balance. I don't think Kansas State's always been the most efficient team, but they do find ways to score and run good offensive sets, pretty sweet sets. Uh, by the way, the Conference USA, pretty good conference this year. Let's think about this. Two of the final teams in the NIT are from there. North Texas and UAB and the CBI champion Charlotte at a conference USA. And then they have Florida Atlantic in the Elite Eight. I mean yeah. the other two are fake tournaments, but they count yeah, for
1: we're we thinking about. Yeah, what are you talking about?
0: Well, let's what? think about the conference USA. They got the
1: 69th and 60 and 70th best teams. Good job. Great. And then 105.
0: Conference had a pretty good year. Um, I mean, they have a team that's gone further than anybody in the Big Ten or SEC went this year. Okay. Impact 12.
1: One team. One. They team. can't get to.
0: They can't get to because the, there's no respect. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Kansas State. Is better. So that's kind of where I'm leaning here. That's why I'm going to take Kansas State.
1: I agree. Uh, I'm surprised the line's only two. Um, but I will take K-State. I think they'll cover two also. And uh, rip it up. tear it up. Set it on fire. Yeah. yeah. Okay. K-State to the championship. Oh, Wait.
0: Well, that would be the final four, but that's all right. Um,
1: I think they'll, they'll all
0: right, let's talk about a real game here. Yukon gonzaga 8.49 Eastern time, 7.49 Central. TBS from Las Vegas. See if there's actual fans there now. I doubt it. I'm sure Bobby Hurley will be there. Bobby Hurley Sr. and Bobby Hurley Jr. Nobody calls him junior, but I guess he technically is a junior, right? I don't
1: know. It depends.
0: Middle name. So the, maybe the weirdest thing about this matchup, and maybe not the thing that anybody really thinks about when they think about both teams.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Is that Gonzaga has the number one offensive efficiency in the country and Yukon has the number three offensive efficiency in the country, which I know Yukon has great metrics, but three is is insane.
1: How's the defense look?
0: Gonzaga's seventy-third. UConn 13th I would have thought UConn would have been third in defense and 13th in offense but what do I know because UConn literally has a guy who plays a ton of minutes that physically cannot shoot the basketball and that's Andre Jackson but he's a great athlete and a great defender so I, I think this this game matches up very well for UConn which scares me a little bit with the fact that I've been picking against UConn this entire tournament,
1: and I'm going to keep rolling. UConn was your team. They were your team midway through the season, and now you've just lost all hope as they're making a Final Four run.
0: I'm almost picking against them on purpose, though, just because I know at this point maybe they'll win if I don't pick them. But I also need Gonzaga to win for the sake of whatever is left in my bracket, which is Gonzaga in the national championship game. And I have a bracket with them winning it. So I I think that this is this this is like suspiciously a great matchup for UConn. It's suspicious that this matchup is so good for them. Because they have the guys that can neutralize Timmy as much as you can. Mm-hmm. They have guards that can guard, yeah. more experienced guards overall. Uh, because Malachi Smith played the tournament at Chattanooga last year. They played Illinois. Is that even a real tournament game? Illinois stinks. Um <laughs> Nolan Hickman hasn't played a lot in the tournament. They don't have Nemhard anymore. He's not walking through that door. I think the key, the two keys for Gonzaga in this game is they're going to need shots made from Julian Strather and Rasir Bull. Those guys have got to make some shots tonight. Yeah. And Strother, be
1: going early too. Yeah,
0: yeah Strather get- has proven that he can do it because you can get buried by UConn yeah, pretty you
1: quick. Can't, you can't sleepwalk through the through the first half against Yukon.
0: Because UCLA pretty much gave it all they had in the first half. And Gonzaga would have lost if, if if UCLA has Jalen Clark and the Dimbona, Gonzaga gets run out of the building in that game. Yeah. So spin zone that mark few. Uh but this is such a good matchup for UCLA, or Jesus. <laughs> damn it. It's such a good matchup for UConn that I'm picking Gonzaga.
1: So, yeah, I'm going to go with Gonzaga just because I own them and I need them to win so I can get some of my money back. So, there you go. I, 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 I honestly don't think they're going to win this game. I think they're probably going to lose by 10 to 15, but I got to pick them because I got to ride with them. So, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking about what the final four ratings might be like if we end up with, like, Creighton, San Diego State, or not, not creating. If we end up with like FAU, San Diego State, and Miami, UConn, or something like what the ratings might suck. It was a f- long way away from Duke, North Carolina last year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No
0: offense to any of the teams I would obviously watch, but I'm just saying the
1: people that don't really care that
0: much about ball.
1: Uh, Maybe that's what people want to see instead of the, the ones. I don't think it is. Sure. No, I disagree.
0: Well, then people are stupid um let's see what do we got uh where was i at i I guess tomorrow's games this is why i need to write a script for these for myself to keep it keep it on the keep the keep the keep the car on the road flying off the road here (laughs) uh all right creighton san diego state is at 220 eastern 120 central on cbs from the KFC Yum Center in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, which they show this Louisville Slugger bat all the time. It's like, okay, I think that's a little played out at this point. We don't need to see the gigantic bat. Like, I've been there. I have a picture of me there. It's like the Louisville Slugger bats suck. Uh, Creighton-San Diego State, rematch of last year in the first round. There were an 8-9 game last year. Apparently, Adam Seiko and... Arthur Kaluma are brothers, half-brothers, whatever. I don't know. It's, really? They're on each team. That's just one of the first things I saw. Wild is what that is. Uh, it's not really. It's just something that the media runs with for no reason. Just like how we had to see that little bitch from Northwestern all grown up. and Nobody cares. Loser. Root for Northwestern. Never going to see anything. Uh, Baylor Shireman, transfer from South Dakota State. Maybe the difference maker in this matchup, I think. Um, and uh, Creighton's always had like one of the better starting fives in the country. It's just putting it together, staying healthy. This was a team that was nine and eight on uh, on January 11th with losses Lost to Arizona. To the during that yeah. the six six game losing streak was Arizona by two, Texas by five, Nebraska by ten, BYU by three, Arizona State by two, Marquette by eleven. And they got back on track a little bit with Butler, DePaul, and Seton Hall, and they lost to Connecticut and Xavier, and then Col- they won.
1: Aiden Col- in- was hurt for what four of those games? See out. For Let's give game? that a look. Three or four, something like that.
0: They went zero and three without him. Okay. They lost to BYU, Arizona State, and Marquette without him, but they also lost Nebraska with him. So you tell me, what's what's the deal with that?
1: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh Yeah, It's better. Is what it sounds like to me.
0: Nebraska should have been in. I agree. um yeah I like Creighton a lot in this game I think they match up well they can score they can also defend a little bit I mean their defensive metrics are better than their offensive metrics so they should be able to do it I mean they're very efficient inside the arc they're 17th in the country in two-point percentage but San Diego State's 28th at guarding it so wait that's the wrong stat uh, San Diego State's 143rd at guarding it, so I think that's good for Creighton because I completely read the numbers wrong there. So
1: <laughs> I need a, I need a numbers guy. Uh, I think San Diego State had, what, eight blocks against Alabama, though? So they got guys in there that can fly around and do some things. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, Shireman, Kalkbrenner, the other guys, I, I think that their offense is going to be too good.
0: Kaluma, Alexander, yes. Uh, Thank you.
1: Thank Creighton. You. I appreciate your help.
0: The Big East – is a beast once again. Two teams remain. How about that? Uh, and then Gonzaga is a future Big East team, I bet. So there's three. Moving along.
1: I'm taking Creighton. Same. Give me Creighton. Give me Creighton. All right. Uh, Texas and Miami. Oh, we got a game left. sheet. <laughs> Sorry. Jeez. Texas, Miami. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: 505 Kansas City, Missouri. 405 Central, CBS. I bet Jim Nance is disappointed that he doesn't get to see his alma mater Houston for his last final four in Houston.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he's Houston
0: really screwed that up. That hey, he's probably annoyed.
1: I guarantee he's annoyed. He should go yell at some children then. <clears throat> this
0: is the this is the second most explosive matchup in the Elite Eight behind Yukon and Gonzaga for me. But it might be on the explosive meter, this might be a little bit more explosive. I'm just more into the UConn-Gonzaga game uh, for, for different reasons. But Miami's lack of being able to defend worries me in this game a lot because Houston's really good, but I don't think Houston has the overall guard shot-making that, that Texas does. Just because Marcus Sasser's great, Jamal sheds good, but I think Hunter and Carr when they get going, are about as good as anybody outside of Miami's backcourt. So I don't know. I I think this is a game where Texas could frustrate Houston. Uh, Houston? Damn it. Texas could frustrate Miami with some of their length in the interior uh-huh. and other things. I think Norchad Omer is going to be a huge factor. Again, what he does on the glass, especially when you have a Texas team that can throw Christian Bishop in there. I know D. Sue might be out. He was in a boot last night, so I don't think that bodes well for him. Uh, but Dylan Mitchell can come in and give you some minutes. Obviously, Sergio Barry Rice. So I think Texas keeps it rolling, but I think it would be great for the sport to see a team like Miami get there because they were in the Elite Eight last season and uh, yeah. lost to Kansas. So
1: yeah. I'm they were 10 seed last season. Miami this game, Marcus Carr is going to go three for 22, shoot Texas out of this game because he thinks that he's too good. I can't see Marcus Carr in a final four. It's,
0: it's a very they're... real scenario in point, certainly. Yeah. Um, and last season, Miami lost by 26 to Kansas in the Elite Eight and scored 15 points in the okay. second half. That could so, happen here. <laughs> and that was the thing is that Miami was up six at the half in that game and lost by 26. So, yeah, it wasn't Isaiah Wong's fault. He's like Him and Jordan Miller are the two holdovers in their lineup from last season. On this team, I mean, there's guys off the bench that that are still there, but yeah, this team's definitely better than last. Season. Last season they were a ten seed. This season they're a five seed. Last season they had thirty-one year old Charlie Moore in their backcourt. So, so these are the final four picks that we have here, folks. Very exciting. Very exciting. So I we both have Creighton versus K State, and then I have Texas Gonzaga. You have Miami Gonzaga. Who would you have in the national title game, tentatively?
1: Uh, give me Kansas State-Gonzaga. It's the matchup I would like to see. Um, Yeah.
0: But we would see Creighton-Gonzaga. Yes, I agree. Uh, but I feel like if Texas gets to the Final Four, they might just keep it rolling and win the whole thing. I don't know. It kind of feels like that with them.
1: I I agree. They definitely have the best shot. Uh, March 25th, two, two blank, blank, blank blank what is that up there we got going
0: on there's a logo for when we don't have this screen up see right there it's a really small one so that kind of i i screwed it up the sweet 16 one looked a little bit better anyway let's just toss this one up there better well i don't know about that uh yeah i mean hey you know who knows what's gonna happen i will say this texas don't hire Rodney Terry. Take my good friend Brad Underwood. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I heard that they're interested in Chester Frazier at Texas.
0: Oh wow, yeah, It would make a lot of sense. I mean, you look at Chester's but, resume, and uh, yeah,
1: he's you know he's on Twitter asking about X's and O's. So I love how everybody, and this
0: is the last thing. I love how everybody like gets behind. Like then you have the National Outlet starts to be. Oh, you got to hire Rodney. It's like what. <laughs> Nothing that we say is going to determine what the Texas donors and athletic department want to do.
1: My thing is, is Rodney Terry worth 10 million a year? No, That's my question.
0: Not even close. Yeah. He might be worth, I mean, at least three you and a, a half
1: at a discount, I guess.
0: Yeah, but then you're Texas, like we gotta be spending money. What the hell am mm-hmm. I here for?
1: Um, but like spending on the players,
0: <laughs> Rodney Terry. Hopefully. Rodney Terry went eight and twenty-one, seventeen and fifteen, twelve and twelve at UTEP. And his third team at UTEP was pretty good. Yeah. So and at Fresno State, he did pretty well overall, made the tournament once, but bizarre. I don't know. Can you recruit with Rodney Terry to the level that Beard was? Can you work the portal? I feel like the players love him, but
1: That's why I think the I think that's the most important thing is is interviewing the players and see what they think.
0: Yeah, but most of these guys won't even be there next year.
1: Yeah, but just to see if they will. You say they love him. I I haven't. I mean,
0: look at the interviews with him after the Big 12 title game. That's yeah, all you need I know.
1: to know. So it's, it's a lot different.
0: Well, Timmy yeah. Allen's in his fifth year. He's gone. Marcus Carson is sixth year, pretty much. He's He'll gone. Be back. <laughs> D. Sue's a senior. He's maybe back. Dylan Mitchell probably gonna transfer if he doesn't go to the NBA. Brock Cunningham's like 42 years old. Bishop's a senior. They're all gone. It's not gonna matter. Bring in Get Brad Underwood. Bring in Brad Underwood to inspire. <laughs> uh, bring so
1: Coleman taking Coleman Hawkins with him.
0: That would be hilarious. God, that would be funny. <laughs> uh maybe Cal Papare ends up there. We'll see. But uh all right, we will be back next uh, probably next like Friday or Saturday or something for the final four. Preview, I guess, um, and I guess the set, the plan would be the usual one. The last two years we've done it where we did national championship preview on the day of the game, and then national championship recap after the game, directly after. Okay. Last two years that happened, and use our national championship uh, recap is about ten minutes. So <laughs> they're like, "Ah, oh, this team played really well. Uh, obviously, you know, other team
1: sucks." Yes.
0: Yep. Uh, all right got to go that that's you know this was anybody listening i'm sure they had a good time today so yeah
1: that's good stuff
0: you got about uh six hours before the games to uh, listen to this so have fun obviously maybe listen to it a couple times because of how good it was so <laughs> uh goodbye